Hello, guess who's back? Back again. Noah Lee Gluck is back. But not John Yems. It's been three weeks since we last delivered an episode. In the three weeks we forgot completely how to make a podcast so welcome to episode 13 which is technically episode 14 but sounds like episode 1. It makes sense to me damn it. It's the lower league look. 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 Guys we're back. Lots of class. Lots of class. Yeah, 14, if 14. not, maybe, no, wait, it's 13, because the last one didn't work. Um, How do you know what? It's 13 or 14, it's one of them, and it's the last week of the season, guys, we're going into it, we're going into the final running, and as I was just saying to you before we came on, it's the first time since I think week two or three that... Every team is on the same amount of games played. It's a level playing field. There's three points left for everyone up for grabs. And as it stands, any of the top seven from third down to seven can still go up automatically. Um, and then down to tenth, no, down to ninth, sorry, can still make the playoffs. It's it's tight. It's very, it's very tight. tight. It's very, very tight. Um who do we think is going to do it? Let's start with Automikes first of all. Let's just jump straight in. Who do you think is getting that last Automike spot? Oh, my word. Do you know what? See, I've looking at the game that's left, I'm going Northampton. Northampton have got Barrow. All they need to do is beat Barrow. Oh, yeah. You mean that team that have yeah. stopped yeah. a lot of teams recently? Yes. Yeah, it's not going to be as easy as you think. I just think they're going to beat Barrow. I, just, I can't see it, anything but but saying that, knowing my predictions, it's not going to happen. I mean, that's the thing. It's Northampton or Bristol Rovers, isn't it, really? Well, I mean, it, it, it's, it it's that speed. thing of it's out of everyone's hands other than Northampton's. The entire, that third place slot is in Northampton's hands. Unless Bristol Rovers win 4-0 and Barrow turn over Northampton 2-0. That's the only way that this is going to yeah, I don't, I don't, that's the that's the. It's got to be. It's oh no 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 sorry that one makes sense. So no, if Northampton won one nil and Bristol Rovers won seven nil, then yeah, Bristol Rovers are going. I mean, Bristol Rovers could win seven nil. They're playing Scunny. Mm, <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if I mean, Scunny are deciding to go out and play their reserves again, Bristol Rovers aren't going to do a Hartlepool and decide they're not going to play against them. They're not oh, going to have, yeah. You're not going to have Omar Bogle like nonchalantly passing the ball at the goalkeeper, feeling sorry for Scunny, going, oh, "We don't want to beat you." Bristol Rovers will go out and fucking smash them. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know what? They will just for for a statement, I suppose. Um, regardless, it's not of, just for a statement. It's to go up automatic, isn't it? Well, yeah. But even if you see Northampton winning two or three nil, and you know that it's out of your hands, it's the statement of. We are the informed team going into the playoffs. Well, um, Northampton went two or three nil low. Remember, they're playing Barrow, who haven't lost by more than two goals this season. Mate, on Saturday, Bradford City went to Sutton, who had the longest unbeaten run at home in the country. I'd spanked them and absolutely destroyed them. Records are there to be broken. Um, I think if every team in that top seven. Apart from Exeter Forest Green, who, by the way, Forest Green have shit the bed and thrown that 
lead away, which we called. I think we said, well, I, I know I said, don't know if you guys agreed with me. I'll look back and I'll tweet it. Um, I said I didn't think it was safe. I didn't think that they were winning the league. I thought that they'd fuck it up. Same as I think I said to you about Stockport in the National mm-hmm. League, Grant, and they, they came within one point of really fucking it up on Saturday. Oh, massively. But, I mean, they got a decent result. They were playing Chesterfield, I think, at the weekend, wasn't it? Or the other day? Not the weekend. Yesterday. The other day. Yesterday. Yesterday, was, the other day, yeah. yesterday, the weekend. Sorry, I've had an absolute mush-up of days. And they beat Chesterfield. Chesterfield are another team you're talking who have shot the bed big time. Yeah, um, they've really, I, I, I called it once uh, Tishmanga get injured. They have really, really struggled without him. And it, it's shown because they're almost dropped. They've almost dropped out the playoffs in the National League. They didn't, yesterday was a strange one. They did not look like they had anything about them. Doug, Chesterfield. They, Chesterfield looked like they mm. had nothing to bring to the table. And mm. it, it was, it was only one nil to Stockport, but I think Stockport would be a bit annoyed by that. I think they'd want, they'd have wanted more. It just didn't look. Yeah. Anyway, we'll 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 be looking like we're seeing them next season. Forest Green out winning League Two by the looks of things because Exeter are not looking to drop to drop this, are they? I mean, I the game we've, all, we've been looking for the last game of the season. We thought it might have been a title decider. It's not because Mansfield had a right rocky patch. Mansfield Forest Green at Mansfield at the weekend. It's not an easy game for for Forest Green in the slightest. Not when they're looking to go up. Speak, speaking of Forest Green, they look like they're in holiday mode. Like their players genuinely look like they're in holiday mode. Their fans are saying the same. It just looks like they're just going through the motions, fulfilling the fixtures. They've got promoted. Fine. They don't care about winning the league, do they at all? No. But speaking of, I mean, you, you look at teams in the the middle of the league and you expect them to be in holiday mode right now, Hartlepool, Bradford, because we've got nothing to play for. It makes no difference. And Chris, we were at the Scunthorpe game um, and you text halfway through and said, this is the worst Bradford side you think you've ever seen. Yeah, um, it was terrible. I mean, I know we're going back a couple of weeks, but it was it was the fact that, you know, we were playing against a bunch of youngsters. I said we should be in 5-6-0 and the fact easily. that we just won 2-1 was awful. But anyway... Yeah, but you know, we, I, think we to... I think the three of us are all seeing the same thing. We're all just seeing drab, drab football played by Bradford and Hartlepool just now. We are both crap to watch. Yeah. And you see, ever since, aside I, from Saturday, really, when we were phenomenal. I feel really bad saying this, but ever since it got confirmed that we were staying in the football league, I've not watched a Hartlepool game because I just knew that they'd go right. Breaks are on. We're safe. There's nothing to play for. The players haven't really had a rest. We've been putting flight five players on the bench. Uh, Shelton stuck a cotton bud too far into his ear. Um, burst his eardrum. Lots of weird and wonderful injuries that are just coming up because I think the players can't be fucked. Here's one for you, Grant. You guys haven't won in nine. Oh, it's awful for them. And it's ever it's been since it's been confirmed that we've been safe. 18th of March when you beat Newport on that Friday it's, night game. It's horrific. It really is horrible. Um, you see, if, if it wasn't, if it was any other time of the season, people would be calling for Graham Lee to go. Yeah. I'd, I'd say rightfully so. Yes. Um, but it is what it is. The league's finished. 
for us. It is for us, but you know, we've we've, we've got the we've got the playoffs to look forward to, which I think are going to be interesting. I, I feel a little bit. It was one of them going into Saturday, Chris, and I don't know if you you were the same. I obviously you win four one and you play the way you play. You're happy about it. I felt kind of bad for Sutton because I really wanted Sutton to be up there and at least in the playoffs comfortably. Um, if Sutton don't make the playoffs, I think I'll be a little bit gutted for him because I think they deserve it. Yeah, I think I think it was, uh, again, another show of how amazing this football league is. Uh, again, it's another another case of anybody could beat anybody apart from Scunthorpe. Um, and it was... It was um, a complete shock to anyone. I said to everyone before the game, I believed it was going to be three 0 and to, to Sutton, and it yeah. the complete shock. But again, it just goes to show. I mean, obviously, even you know, if, even if we look back at yesterday's games, for instance, so for Mondays, uh, the Salford Mansfield game, um, you know, that was that was a cracker in the first half. It probably wasn't the greatest second half, if we're being honest. But, you know, anyone, again, could have won that game. Obviously, that's ended Salford's uh, promotion, well, playoff run. And then you go to Port Vale and it's in their hands and they lose 2-1 at home to Newport, who had lost, was it the last three or four, if not three? More? Yeah, they've lost yeah. three on the bounce. Port, I was going to say, Port Vale have shot the bed as well. They all have, though. Apart yeah. from Ex- Ex- Exeter have, have turned into that team that have crept up and obviously yeah. looked like they were in the league. Northampton the have one. been the most consistent team in the league this season. They've been third the, and they've stayed. The McCurdy resurgence that's happened with Swindon. Yeah. Right. He has just changed the team since he's come back in. I said, I think it was a couple of episodes ago, I thought it was too little, too late for Swindon. Yeah. And they've fallen out and they have crept back up. And I think McCurdy came back at just that crucial time that could see them secure a playoff spot. He came back against you guys, didn't he? And just ran the show. (laughs) My dad said he could have scored about four or five. Yeah. It's no no coincidence that their poor run was when he got injured, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the second he's back, Transform that team. What a player he is, and rightfully so in team of the season. Yes, even though he did look like Perry from Kevin and Perry. But you know what? I, I think he's a what a turn up. What a turn up. Yeah, he's, he's a great player. Um, I bet you've not done your homework, guys, have you? Well, we don't know. Nobody knows about the homework, do they? Because that episode was scrapped. That's right. a good point, yeah. guys. We'll set it homework. for today. Then I'll set it today. Right, well, last time in the in the mystery tapes, which I am going to find, and I'm going to find a way to get it. And it's going to be like the unaired episode. So oh, is this this Easter episode? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is where it's going to be like Jesus. It's going to be resurrected and it's going to come back. Um, <laughs> the old homework is. Not to... like Scunny or Oldham, is it? No, definitely not. <laughs> Bye. Uh, oh, do, a lot. do you know what? We're still, the thing is, we're still going to have to keep an eye on them next season. We're going to have to. Just based have, on the yeah. fact that, that so many <laughs> of our followers are from Scumper. If we don't follow Scumper I mean, up and all the next season, it'll be just us three listening. <laughs> I love how I've just been, bye. Look at who's this dick. No, they, do you know I'm what? I'm that big think, baby face guy that they've got in as a sub today. They all they all take it in, in not in jest because it's a shit situation, but they, 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 they can laugh and joke about it with us because we've we've done what we can. Um, we've done as much as we possibly can, I suppose, from our perspective to try and dr- bring light to it, to bring... 
light to it. Would you like that? No, Puns intended. Puns intended. But looking forward to, obviously, I know we've got the playoffs. Grant, you can't see it. Stand up. I'm going to blur that out. Um, we obviously got the playoffs, and we don't know who's going to be that third play, that third place uh, automatic promotion. But we need to welcome. We welcomed Crew back on that episode because we had to, and it got lost. So we'll welcome them back again. We need to welcome back Crew. We need to welcome back Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon, AFC Doncaster, Wimbledon. and Gillingham to lead two. Four teams who I would say. All four of them, I would expect to be involved in the top half of the table next season. I don't think there's anyone there that I would <laughs> massively. Look. It's a tough, tough, tough league for what we're going to. I mean, look at the table now. Exeter have gone up. Forest Green have gone up. We're going to lose one of Forest Green, Bristol. Uh, sorry, Northampton, Bristol, Mansfield, Port Vale, Swindon, um, possibly Sutton or Tramia. But out of the rest that are left. Plus those four that are coming down, plus the two and that are coming up. Gain in Stockport, possibly Wrexham. Stockport and then probably hopefully, hopefully Halifax. If it's if it's Wrexham, we're going, I'm going to meet Ryan Reynolds, and that's like all I really care about. That's that, that stage. Um, oh yeah, if it's Wrexham, we we are, our mission has to be to get Ryan Reynolds on this podcast next, oh, week. just yeah. to get him to say it's the lower league look. Oh my <laughs> days! Look. I've just jizzed thinking about that. He <laughs> <laughs> um, could do our intro. He could. Yeah, can you imagine it? The thing is, he wouldn't care either, and that'd be the best part. But it's going to be a hard league next season. You've, you've got there, between the teams that are staying back down, the four coming down, and the two coming up, you've got a good top half of a table there. Solid top half of a table. Teams that you don't want to play. So, but then you add in... Then you add in the money that Crawley are putting into next season. They're reportedly going in with a three million playing budget next season. You get the money that Salford are always going to throw into the league. Whoever stays down out of the playoff positions, who will yeah. be competitive again next season. You've got Bradford in there with Mark Hughes at the helm. This league's going to be so hard. Walls all, yeah. Walls all. Walls all. Walsall. But we can't um, forget that Walsall half are going to win every single game between now and the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a miraculous Saturday for them. Oh, my God. Oh, God what a leap they're going to make from 15th um, to 5th, was it? They're going to get, I don't know what's happening in the rules between now and then, but somehow Walsall are getting 22 points on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, it's going, to be a, it's going to be a fun season to cover next season. Yes. It's horrible. It's going to be horrible to be a part of. It, oh, it's I think be it great. really is going to be a horrible, horrible league. But I, I said this to a, I was talking to a Gillingham fan on Saturday when it was announced that they were coming down, and they, they basically they were on the Facebook page and they said um, they joined the League Two page and they just said uh, they posted a picture of a ship and he said HMS pissed the league, and they were like <laughs> just jo- just checking in for next season. I was like, yep, yeah, you bring those thirty six goals you've scored all season to League Two and see how you do, mate. Well, and uh, it just did you hear what? Neil Harris said, did we hear? I've, I've got it here. So they've tried to make it a little bit nicer in here, but he basically said, I've got seven players under contract, seven, those seven. And he did, and they've changed the word in here from what I've read. And he said, none of these players will be here under me, not by choice anyway. Some will be gone. 
Um, but the players have not been good enough. Basically, we're saying he's just getting rid of absolutely everyone in the summer. Yeah. And I, and I said, a Gillingham fan sort of didn't say those words, but he said similar, like it'll be a complete rebuild. And I said to them, if you aren't ready for the 30th of July, you are going to get left behind next season. Mm-hmm. I think every team has to be ready. It, there's no building through August to get yourself ready for the end of it because every team knows what next season's going to be like and they're going to be pushing and putting it. I think, yeah, I think if you're not ready... There's no bedding in. There's no, oh, they're just trying to gel. I think every team has got to be ready to go. Pre-season, next season's going to be so important, especially with the fixtures coming out the week before. Well, we were saying about this, Grant. I I was up in fucking where Grant lives. Don't want to talk about that other country, Um, just in case we get them in World Cup group, but they've got to qualify. Um, And I was with Grant's dad and, we were talking about how the fixtures work because can you imagine? Let's say, say Northampton stay down, and a week before the first game, the fixtures come out and they've got Carlisle. Like it's not good. It's it, so they can move fixtures, can't they? They can they can make it work. So I think whereas this season the close games were always on Tuesday nights, weren't they? So Bradford Hartlepool, which was mm-hmm. like one of your closest games, it was the Tuesday. Brad, uh, Carlisle Hartlepool Tuesday. Yeah, um, I think they'll make the first game of the season your closer games, so we could have a Bradford Hartlepool opening to the season, which would be incredible. I reckon you, so if, it, if they're doing it like that, you're going to see yourselves v Harrogate, us v Carlisle probably. I um, you'll see if Wrexham come up, Newport Wrexham. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think they're going to have to do some. They can't release those fixtures a week before and expect. Yeah. teams and fans yeah. to travel that far in that short oh, God, amount of no. time. God, um, no. Imagine if God. Exeter were still in this league and you found out it was Carlisle v Exeter. Like, or Hartlepool v Exeter. Yeah. I was just going the I was just going the full length. Yeah. It's it's just you you wouldn't want to be that yeah, they have got to they've got to do some of I think that's gonna be a good thing to look at and I'm quite excited for the fixtures to come out. But like I say, I think if you're not ready for the thirtieth, you're gonna be left behind from from minute one. It's going to be incredible. A really, really strong half of the season. But let's look at what happened over the last week. I don't know how long it's technically been since we released. Easter. Uh, The week before Easter. It was the Thursday, was it not? Yeah, but did that come out? (laughs) I'll tell you. It was 14th of April. To two weeks. Right, so do you know what? We'll just go... We'll go from Saturday because everyone was called. Are we conditioned to accept high prices? You didn't even put an episode number on it. Didn't need to. Didn't need to. I just knew. Are we conditioned to to accept high prices? I just knew. This is episode 13. Just FYI, everyone. Right. So, Saturday's results. It's kind of a bit boring, don't you think, now? Because no one really cares (laughs) because it's all finished. (laughs) Carlisle, they beat Stevenage 2 1. Yay, Bill Brown. No, he's at Barrow. He's at Barrow. Um, but do you know the worst thing that brings Honestly, it's been two weeks. I'm, I'm tired. Carlisle's manager also signed a three-year uh, three contract extension. Do you know what? That is as huge well. as well. That is massive because the, the thought for the Carlisle fans uh, was that he was literally going to stay till the end of the season, that he was gone. And that was they were pretty gutted about that. Mm. Again, I've mentioned it before. Some of the players that he's brought through, he's you know he's very good with the youth teams. Um 
obviously found Kieran Westwood. He brought through Danny Graham as well. Mm-hmm. Back at Carlisle on a three-year deal. I mean, I think that they could be one of those teams again next season. I really do. I think he's a good manager, Paul Simpson. We're looking at managers as well. And this is, I think, for... I think this is some good news. Um, Sheridan, obviously, Shezarek yep. didn't work, but he has signed a contract for next season. So he's staying, at, he's staying at Oldham for next season in the National League. He's looking to get a bouncing straight back. One thing I will say is that when we played Scunny, um, can I tell you, do you want me to tell you the story about the little kid at Scunny mugging me off? Yes. Right. So before the game. Well, is this is this while we're is this before we continue down the fixtures just as a <laughs> yes yeah it is it is you know we're kind of going is, off no, on a tangent. No, no, no. there's going to be quite a lot of tangents <laughs> in this episode that. guys yeah, we've we'll spoke get, we're so out of form that's all it is we're so out of form guys we said we said last week that we won't be doing structure until next season <laughs> yeah. so we're fine um, so Bradford played Scunny um, I'm stood around by the players' entrance just doing some stuff and coach comes around the corner it's come the wrong way. It's full of Scunny fans. And it parks right up in front of us and it's got to go around this really tight corner so they had to wait for the police to move and the road to be opened. And there's this kid, must have been about 11, just on back at bus, banging on window at me. So I sort of looked and he waved. He had the drum on his knee. He waved. So I just went, waved back. No more. Two minutes later, road gets opened. He goes to go around the corner. Banging on window again. So I look up and he just goes, fuck off. Uh, window and drives away and I'm just like <laughs> stood there going this fucking 10 year old kid just told me to fuck off like all the fans on bus were going way I'm like you little bastard <laughs> made it like a right dick but on the same time or at the same time um, I spoke to Keith Hill um, and just said to him about everything that's gone on just said look absolutely gutted to see you guys go down and he just stopped me he went don't worry about us we'll be back next season he says we'll be back and I was like Fair play. So it looks like he's going to be staying as well. So fingers crossed that that sort of picks up for them. But they won't I'm just Googling some. No, they'll be back the season after. <laughs> no, they won't. Not unless one sells. Um, but I can just make one thing very, very clear, and I'm not going to name no names. Um, it isn't Keith Hill, by the way, um, but I'm not going to name any names. I spoke to quite a lot of people with Scunthorpe, and I made the joke quite a few times about... Uh, where Peter Swan was, and it was—I thought it was quite funny. I was like, someone had uh, tickets being handed out, and they were like, "Oh, these are tickets for for uh, club officials." And I was like, "Oh, is it somebody here that say P Swan?" <laughs> they went, "No, he's not here. Thank fuck." <laughs> and these are people who work at the club. No, he's not here. Thank fuck for that. I'm like, fuck me. These these people don't like him. They don't. Um, no. Speaking of managers, guys. I'm just doing a bit of Googling now to find out if you can revoke a lordship. Um, because I feel oh, like we need to oh, yeah. here. We may oh, need yeah, to yeah, yeah. We've not addressed Lord this. John lordship. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it just seems... I forgot about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, for anybody hey. who's... John know. Yems says has now been retired as a feature on this show because John Yems <laughs> yes. has now eventually said too much. Too much, yes. John Yems has said something he really shouldn't have. Or done, uh, we don't know. But there's allegations out there that... There is allegations again. I don't think it has been concluded. John Yems has done something, said something inappropriate that has been reported. But 
I'm going to put this out here, right? The way that the owners of the club handled that was fucking horrific, right? Yes. And this is what a lot of Crawley fans were really antsy about, about these guys at Wagme United taking over. Wagme United put this out at like 3, 4 a.m. on yes. their own Twitter page saying that John Yems had been suspended. What right do they have to put that on their own Twitter page, not the club's Twitter page? This is going through people who don't understand football, showing and it's showing through, and the fans are making this clear. They are not Wagme United. They are Crawley. They don't want to be rebranded as this company. This is the club. Yeah, This is kind of so- taken over from what's happened with John Yems. Did, um, did you did you hear what their their statement back was towards that about about no. the situation? So it? yeah, I can't remember the name of the guy. Chew, you might know him. It's the one with the beard. Preston. Yes, it was, and basically he made apologies. However, there were some kind of really dodgy things that he said. Maybe not dodgy, but it was just the way that they went about it. Basically, what they've come out with it was that they didn't own the crawl. Oh, sorry, they weren't didn't have the passwords for the crawly. Uh, social media accounts. That's why they did it through Wagme. They found out about the information, I think they said Friday afternoon, which would have obviously been Friday night. When they told John Yems, which was, again, it was Saturday morning when they told him. So, And I'm talking like two o'clock in the morning. That was when they told him that they didn't want him for the match the next day. Now, to me, that all just seems a bit... So John Yems is up... I mean whatever, but at two o'clock in the morning, they say to John Yems, uh, yeah, you're not going to be in charge of this match. And then they said that they felt a need to tell the fans about what was going on. And that was why they did it through there. However, I think we all can agree that it was a bit... It's not difficult, though, to get a message to your club's social team and to the people who do the news features to put it out. You own the club. You must know the routes to get into the social channels and to get on the news feeds. That's not a difficult thing to do. I think I think it's just down. I mean, to they were looking for an, in... they were looking for an out for Yems anyway. Yeah. See, see, for me, I don't think they were. I think if they were looking for an out for Yems, they just get rid of him. They they can they can afford to just get rid of him. Um, he's been suspended how many times this season? He's had, <laughs> he's got a terrible disciplinary record. They could quite easily get rid of him, but I think all this comes down to is a difference in cultures in how they perceive sports teams and businesses maybe because you see in America owners of clubs speak on personal Twitters and they announce things on personal Twitters and things like that and it isn't the same over here I think had it been Preston Johnson's personal Twitter that he put it on there wouldn't have been as big of an outcry but it's because it came as Wagner United which sounds like I think there would have been I think there still would have been I don't think it would have been as much who who are you well so with Preston the good thing about it one thing that I think everyone was worried about was are these guys going to be invested? Are they going to give a shit? Preston Johnson was at the game on Saturday. Um, he was talking to some fans and he, he made a deal that he wouldn't call it soccer. Um, and then he did. And immediately he put a thing out saying, I've just called it soccer. I apologise. <laughs> Where's the nearest pub? 
And he got told where the nearest fans pub was and the club tweeted out and said, true to his word, Preston Johnson is going to be at this pub at 8pm tonight with a £1,000 behind the bar for fans to have drinks. And I just think that's how you build the relationship and you get that trust. And the thing is, you you look at the pictures, he wasn't just in the stands. He was speaking to the fans. He was meeting Mm. kids. He was... He he looked like he was really enjoying himself. Um, That's fair. Let's see think, what happens yeah. next season. And I think that that is a very good point as well. And I think obviously I know that you, what you said. You know, you said you know it should be it should have been on the Crawley Twitter. Listen, I don't think I don't genuinely think they've done it deliberately. I don't. I think that they've just they've been not thought about naive. it. Yeah, I think they've been very naive with this. Yeah, but still, however, to do with the club should go through the club. Absolutely. Yes. But I think but that's a lesson that they've had to learn, and they've learned absolutely. that lesson. Now. Yeah. And I think that it, because it is Wagme, people are picking Wagme up. Wagme, don't that. fucking do it again. <laughs> Guys, I well, do to be fair, that. can I just make a point? Um, we've had contact with Preston as well. You saying so, we are? You mean like the royal we here? Because I've not. Uh, yeah, 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 the, the royal the, the, <laughs> the, the podcast as a group have had a, a contact method made. So I'm hoping that that is going to come to something where we can get this guy on um, because he's very, very open. And someone at the, the club that I've been speaking to for a while and has been telling me a lot of things that's been going on, um, met with him on Saturday and we were mentioned. And We've branched out. We've branched yeah, out. Yeah, we, we've reached out to him and it looks quite promising in terms of how receptive he is. So we won't go with, like, we, we're not going to say that he's coming on because we don't. He might just completely shut us down. Um, but, yeah, it'll be we're interesting trying. if we can get him we're on. Trying. We're trying to get some people on that would be able to give us answers. And I suppose, in a way, it'd be good for him. Because if he comes on, he can learn not just about Crawley, but about football fans in general and what we expect and what how we expect too much sometimes, but what we expect in terms of etiquette if it is a promise not to go, who the fuck are you? Why? Why would we not say that? <laughs> who the fuck are you to tweet this out? You <laughs> but no, I, I. Do you know what? I think. Give me we, back, John Yems. Well, we we've we've got to wait and see what happens. Yeah, we've got to wait and see what happens. So for now, John Yems says has been cancelled. <laughs> Well, it's been, it's been suspended pending investigation, Chris. I, I along with that, the man I suppose himself. we could call it what what did what did uh, Neil Harris say? Seeing as I mentioned that thing about him basically coming out, and I mean, if for anybody who hasn't seen the interview, make sure you watch it because it is brutal. It is horrendously brutal. So give it a watch. More of who, that who next else? season. Who else? Can we, <laughs> who else can we? Uh, what, what we need to find another manager for this. If, if, I'm, if listen, I'm sure we'll find, we'll find someone. I mean, Sheridan's gone, like. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, could we just do what Challoner says? Couldn't we make Grant, <laughs> yeah. make Grant watch his interviews every week? Fucking cheers, thank you. That's that's it. Yeah, but you weren't bothered about him only saying cheers, no, thank was, you six months ago. You were very happy cheers, with it. Almost bought a cheers, thank you T-shirt. Thanks for fucking getting that. <laughs> well, back to back to the results because Grant, <laughs> Grant took us on a tangent there. I um, didn't know. It was you that took us on the tangent. Shut up, it Grant. Was, the only reason we didn't record last week. Shut up, Grant. 
you can take blame for this. It's your fault for going and doing your theatrics and your show, which, by the way, fair, was a very all, good show. Was a very good had, show. Thank you, thank you. We all had reasons why we had to postpone Aye. last week. We, we you can check my Facebook. You can check Chris's Twitter about why he had to cancel, and he's been shitting too hard. <laughs> Whoa! No, I haven't. Oh, you've not, not got piles. Hard not hard. You're going to say that makes me sound right. like I've got piles. No, I haven't, guys. <laughs> um, Grant Show, and I know this is... Guys, get on there. Look at his Facebook. If you're up that way, and you've got another show in September, I think you said, didn't you, Grant? September. Get yourself to it. I was shocked. Hulk Hogan made an appearance. Didn't expect it. Loved it. <laughs> so I'm looking for another wrestler to make an appearance in September's show. Chris, we're going to get you there. We'll do a live hey, episode from the indeed. crowd. Indeed. Like this. Sounds good. Um so back to the results. Colchester, they drew 2-2 two, two oh, with Walls. Before we do that, before we do that, oh, Carlisle Jesus, two. The game. No, no, no. We're going back. So obviously, we talk about Carlisle. Let's also talk about the fact that what the job um, Steve Evans has done at Stevenage. Mm. Fantastic job. Lost 2-1 to Carlisle. Well done, Steve. He got him, prom- he got him sorry, <laughs> promoted. He, he saved him from relegation. It was, again, the Evans effect. You know, he did. He did save for relegation. It, it also helps that Oldham have lost seven on the bounce. Yeah. <laughs> I think that kind of. I think that kind of played a factor. Yeah. All he had to do was show up and get a draw in any yeah. of the last seven games, and he was staying up by the looks of things. All um, right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you know what? Looking at that, it most likely is going to be Steve Evans says next season. Um, he's probably going to be the manager that we focus on because he'll be funny. Colchester two-two with walls all. Leighton Orient beat Crawley 2-0. Preston got to see his team lose for the first time in his first ever game. Forrest Green shit the bed at home to Harrogate. Fuck me, I didn't... That's again how out of tune I've been out. What? Honestly, how? How did Forrest Green lose 3-1 at home to Harrogate? What the fuck? Because they're already, we've already talked about it. They're already on holiday mode. They don't give a shit. They've stayed up. Yeah. Got stayed up. I've done it again. They've gone up. They've <laughs> just gone so up. used to it. Uh, they've gone up. They don't care. They don't do, care. do you know what? Though? I said this before. I've said it again. Being 14 points ahead. Yeah. And just settling with, oh, we've gone up. Isn't fucking acceptable. Do you think, right? I, I had a thought and I had to think about this. Do you think that their season bonuses were set on promotion and not winning the league? So as it's long got as they to promote, be. they're going to get the same bonus. And they were 14 points clear, boys. No, no, but what I mean is, what I mean is for the players, do you think that their bonus structure states get X amount promotion. if they get the playoffs or X amount if they get promoted? And they've got promoted, so they don't need, they're going to gain nothing more by winning the league. No, so they've just sort of taken the foot off the gas. It's the fact that they're in League One next season, and uh, for for all fifteen of them, including Sean, um, I hope they do well. I was saying to Sean the other day, for anyone who's listening who was sort of newer who doesn't know Sean is, love he, uh, Sean was one of the very first guests we had on. We had Chris from Oldham, and then I think we had Sean straight after. And Sean is a really nice guy. But because Forest Green have no, I'm not going to say no fans because they obviously do have fans, but because Forest Green have got such a small fan base, Sean is probably their most prolific hooligan. <laughs> he is now. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? He's the nicest guy you'll meet, but he's just, everyone's, everyone else is just so much nicer that he's the most prolific hooligan. He's, very, out, they would have. he's a very outspoken 
Forest Green fan. Oh, he's he's a wind up fan, and, and let's not forget. He's brilliant, what, though. And let's not forget what he did at Bristol Rovers as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he, uh, Who did he hug? I, I don't he, know. He, if hugged, he hugged the goalkeeper. Yeah, he hugged James the keeper. Bell. Um, mm-hmm. But what what happened was he'd been arguing on Twitter with a Bristol Rovers fan about <laughs> yes. how how he was going to invade the pitch if Forest Green won the, <laughs> if Forest Green went up, and the Bristol Rovers fan said, "You'll never get on our pitch." So at full time, a video goes up on Sean's Twitter of him running across the pitch, <laughs> filming, going, he said, I won't get on the pitch, did you, you daft cunt? And then he just runs oh, hey, himself. Yeah, but that was me. That's me. That's me paraphrasing. I'm giving you the, the transcript. Um, I'm an actor, you see. And he, uh, yeah, he ch- ran on the pitch. Up the goal, on the pitch. Up the, up the and goal. it also had that sign, didn't he, that said, keep, keep off the pitch. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> And let's just say it that was, he, uh, it was funny. It was he funny. did it in style. Do you know what? Yeah. Fair play. So now, too. joining us live from Broadmoor, here is Sean. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to, honestly, he's... Right. Every he's going to have person... an absolute jolly next season. Like, yeah. I mean, is, look at where he's been going. He's been going to the likes of, and this is disrespect, really. He's been going to the likes of Barrow. And then next season, he's going to be going to possibly, you know, is it Sunderland? Sunderland, got- Sheffield Wednesday, Portsmouth, Bolton. He's done. He's done more than that, though. He's been a fan since, like, you know, before they were. You know, he, he's been a fan for what 15, 20 years. He's been a fan yeah, when they, they were. You know, they've never been in that league. Nobody's. Yeah, they've, they've never been going to these big, big grounds. Have this they? is what they've I mean. Stadiums though. like Kings Lynn and Maidstone, yeah. and, and right. if not, you know, worse than that. And um, Fair play to him, and I hope he gets steam in every single game. Yeah, I mean, you look so at the, you look at the grounds, Fulton, Portsmouth. I mean, Maidstone have Carlton. been to the National League as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they look like they are going to be. Um, yeah, he's got some big, big grounds to go to, and fair play. What What is it, right? Because everyone that we've had on this podcast has, uh, has, has turned out to be quite angry. Adrian's um, not an angry guy. He is when Mansfield lose. And he also <laughs> is when Mansfield win as well. It's a thing with Adrian. And I, I love the guy a bit. So I think he's great. When they're winning, he's unbearable to listen to. When they're losing, yes. he's also unbearable to listen to. The only time I can tolerate Adrian is when Mansfield aren't playing. <laughs> and that's, that's it. So um, true. It is true. <laughs> it's great. But and then we've got Chris from Oldham who's gone silent on us this last couple of weeks, which I can kind of understand. He's... he's He's gutted. Um, but, yeah, since we had the, the referee incident where it, it seemed to be that every game was, oh, the referees cost us. And you responded, didn't you, Grant, and just said, look, the referee haven't put you 23rd in the league table. It, it, yeah, I think it was more along the lines of the, the referee hasn't got you the third worst goal difference yeah. um, in the league. And if Oldham think for one second... I, that it's the referees' fault being referees being bad's fault that they're in the bottom two in this league. Oh my Christ! Wait until they get into the national league; they're in for a whole different level of bad refereeing. These are yeah. refs that can't get games in the football league. Yeah, I, I mean, they are awful. I mean, let's face it: we understand the frustration, and we do because it has been horrendous. And it was actually something I was going to bring up was. It's the fit and proper test again, isn't it? 
And one thing I want to ask you boys about, actually, and see what you feel about feel about this is... Are we talking referees? No, we're talking about fit and proper as in... Sorry, oh, right, that's when, when we're going ownership. from referees. Sorry, about ownership. Oh, sorry, just, just before we move off of referees, the one thing I will say is that the referees have been shit this season, but they've been consistently shit. Yeah, well... I don't, I don't feel that anyone has had an advantage. I feel like we've all had shit referees. referees. Mm. So we've had, yes, Alden will be annoyed. We're annoyed. We've had shit referees. You've yeah. had shit referees, Grant. Forest Green have had shit referees. It's the it, same pool of referees in the league. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Everyone's had the same referees. Yeah, we're all having the same refs, and they have they have been exceptionally poor this year. Right, fit and proper. Chris, go. So something, I, you know, obviously we look at the two teams that have gone down from League, league 2 this season. Two teams that should not have gone down, let's face it. It's again. It's not about the. It's not about the size of the club, but those two teams should not be where they are. And obviously, you've got Peter Swan, who debatedly has asset stripped Oldham. You've got. Um, that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying, by the way. He hasn't asset stripped Oldham. If anything, it'd be Scunthorpe. But we don't believe he's done it to Scunthorpe. We're just saying how it could look to some people. It could look. It certainly the address could is look. at the bottom of the screen. It's Chris's personal address. If you want to send your solicitors letters in, <laughs> sorry, I've got no money anyway. So he could, he could, he can see me if you want. He'll, he'll ask. Um, he'll take your piano. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be good to him. Yeah. Um, but then, so basically, yeah, you look at those two clubs and you look at what's gone on, and it seems to me that where when the FA look at or the EFL look at a new owner. They do test once. Now, what's to say that one of those, let's say that somebody's got a clean, you know, they've got a clean record and then all of a sudden they rub a train. All right. For a for perfect example. Yeah. What stops them from being in control of that club? It seems to be that what we do is we just literally go, okay, you're okay to buy the club. See you later. You can become a murderer. You can become a serial killer. You will still own that club. What do you boys think about that? Do you think that, that there needs to be some other system in place to stop what has happened at Oldham and what's happened at Scunthorpe and other clubs, for that matter? Then, then I think the fit and proper test is a joke. Yeah. In, in the in to to be really short with it, they do a very quick. They do a check to make sure that they are a clean individual. That is pretty much it. Well, it's, nothing it's a clean else really individual. that they do. And it's to make sure that they can fund the current season and fund the next 12 months. But I don't think the fit and proper test is a joke. I think it's not enough. I think they still need to do that. But what there needs to be, let's say these guys coming in for Crawley, they've had to prove that they can see out the season and that they've got funding for the next season. There should also be some sort of aptitude test for these people coming in to show that they know this club. They know what they're buying they know the game. And if they don't know the game, they should be forced to, and the EFL should have these people ready. They should be forced to have an, a, an EFL consultant within the club that ensures that that is done correctly and that they don't just make stupid decisions. You know, Peter Swan is a perfect example. Last season released Levi Sutton from them. And I know, obviously he's a Bradford player. That's how I know it. He released Levi Sutton and said, we can get better in this league for cheaper. Levi Sutton was on £800 a week at Scunthorpe. And on his day, he is one of the best midfielders in the league. 
what how how does that man come to that conclusion and and they should have to justify every 12 months they should have to justify the previous year what they've done how they've done it and if they ever fall below a standard these people at the EFL these consultants should be brought in not as similar to an administration coming in and taking over the running of the club but this person wouldn't take over the running they'd be there as a a shoulder a lean on an ear to you know, put the question, do you think this is what we should be doing? This is how the club's looking and this is what I want to do. That's what needs to happen. I do think that the fit and proper test is good, but it's not enough. It's not enough. And that's, you know, that's... Near, that, I think that's what, that's what I mean by it's a joke. It's nowhere yeah. near enough. It's a joke that it's as easy as it is to go, here I am. Like, I could literally go, if I had the cash, and go, I'm ready to buy a football club. And I'll be in. Yes, I like football. I have no idea how to run a football club. Mm-hmm. And this is what That's Ryan all. Reynolds has done. Ryan Reynolds has done the right thing in that he's come in as an owner, but they're not really making ownership decisions. They still have people running that club because all they're doing is just funding it at the minute. And I think as the years go by and he learns more and more about the game and the fans. I think he'll take more of a an on, on a hands-on approach, but that's what needs to happen. It needs to be a case of if you can't if you can't pass that test at the beginning and explain to us the basic fundamental things that you need to do to run a football club, it's not just about money, then you don't get to run it on your own. There's a bedding in period. We did it when um, when Stefan Rupp and Edin Rahic came in. Julian Rhodes stayed on as a consultant. Then when Edin Rahic left, he came back as a consultant to help Stefan Rupp. There needs to be that somewhere. Someone shouldn't be able to just sell up and, and, and fuck off mm. because it would then prevent people from doing shit deals and just taking the money. It would prevent that happening. If you were an owner and someone offered you more than what you were looking for, just signing off and then fucking off and into the sunset and leaving that club to fall to pieces like has happened with Oldham wouldn't be allowed to happen. Um, yeah, I just think we're going to see this season after season after season until this is sorted out. I just, I just, I feel for those fans so much. And like I say, you know, Scunny fans, you know, I've got you, we've got you back. Oldham fans, we have as well. It's just, it's just awful to see, you know. It's awful. We will it's... try and we will try and keep up with you guys for the next season. Next season, it's going to be more difficult because obviously I follow is EFL, so we're not going to be able to see as much. But you know, we'll we'll try and do what we can do. One thing that um, I was sort of looking at, it's difficult because Peter Swan, for example, if you look at him owning Scunthorpe, at what stage? Does it go wrong? Because when he came in for the first, I think, three, four years, it all went right. So this is where, does it need to be an annual thing, a test every year? Is that what we're thinking? Is that what needs to be put in place? The thing is, though, if they've done a test every year for fit and proper, then what do you do if they fail the fit and proper test? Well, this is what I mean about the like something like the consultant's because you the, can't the, just strip someone of the club if they, you can't just strip someone of the club if they own it. But it, but you can if let's it'd be tra- a sort of a similar way as administration. 
someone goes into administration, you bring the administrators in. If someone fails the fit and proper test, they still own the club, but you bring in an EFL consultant to guide them through this and get them out the other side. Um, one thing I... essentially forcing a sale, though. Think, no, 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 no. Not, not a sale. No, no, they're not forcing a sale. You bring someone in. So let's just say, Grant, you had your own business and the industry changed to a point where you didn't really know it. You bring in, if you bring in a consultant who knows that industry and knows what's going on, helps you get up to speed, you then know back where you're at and the, the consultant leaves and you're able leave. to continue. Yeah, you're able to continue. The consultant is on the EFL's books. He's not brought in as an employee of the club, but the club has to bring them in through the EFL to make sure that the club is run properly. I think I think a better, better option than that, in all honesty, is the German model where a lot of fans either own the clubs or certainly I think it's it's usually around 50%. So that there is that potential then that, they, you know, the supporters, well, one, they see exactly what's going on at the club. They make sure that they're run to what the club needs to be run like. I think that it's a great model and it's something that we need to introduce in England. The difficulty with that, though, is getting the fans to be able to get the cash in place to be able to have a share in the club. Well, they use. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I know mean, Hartlepool support. Uh, Hartlepool United supporters trust. That is their aim. That is in their. Um, what do you call it? Their document. What's the document called that you put together? Their can 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 can. I can't remember. Their manifesto. Ah, it's like their manifesto. That sort of thing to say. This is our aim. We are set up for this purpose to own um, a share in Hartlepool United reason i've remembered this is because my renewal came up for them this morning didn't realize payment made cheers lads um and yeah that their aim is to do that so they do fundraising events but they've got to raise a significant amount of money to then raj singh then has to agree to sell a share of the club to the supporters trust the other issue you've the got same with any owner they would have to agree to that well, and then the other issue you've got, Chris, let, let's use us as an example. Can you imagine if we had some fan control, we would literally sack every manager after a month of bad results? Yeah, but, but you, <laughs> or they would be calling also, for. But you can also look at teams such as like Wimbledon. You can look at teams like um, Berry. Berry are, I believe they are fan owned and obviously they're already starting to slowly go up the leagues. I know there was a fake report the other day that they'd bought Gig Lane back. Apparently, that's not true. Um, but it's not them that's bought it; it's, it's the council. Yeah, but I, I think it was a false. We anyhow, reported on that that the council bought it a couple. Yeah, of the, 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 that, that was on BBC done. that the council of the council have. Right. What what the the, the thing that I, I know what you're reading. Someone else uh, they, they sent it out on Twitter. Someone was saying that Berry owned it. Berry had bought it, which that isn't the case. I've seen it on TikTok it's, as well. Yeah, weirdly. Um, Fan ownership can work in some models, but I do think I think it has to be through a support through a supporters trust, yeah, which is also an elected model who has a president of the trust. And if anything is being voted on at a club level, the supporters trust have to vote on that as well. I think that's what I mean. So I it's think like that's a vote, the and then a, yeah, so it's like a How, vote within, and then the president carries that forward that vote in good faith of the supporters' trust to the board. Do you think as well, um, I put something out on Twitter about this last week, do you think that there needs to be 
for the supporters' trusts across the board to prevent things like scum. Because obviously, like we said, scum for that happened silently. What's happened to them this season happened silently. Oldham yeah. for a while happened silently. Do you think there needs to be a, a union of the trusts? There I needs think to there be. is. Yeah, there absolutely. is. But I looked into it, and it's not. I don't know why, but it doesn't seem to be picking up and getting those trusts, even just one member of them all in a thing, not not charging because it's not about that, but just getting them to monthly submit what is going on at their club and then the other trusts reading. And if Scunthorpe, for example, if their trust want to make a stand against something that's going on, the trusts at the other clubs let their fans know so that the league is behind them and that they get that support. Um, because that's what's caused these issues. It's caused by the fact that it's they've been suppressed from speaking. Whereas if there was that that union, I suppose, yeah, there would be a better better mm-hmm. way of doing things. I think uh, someone sent me a link to it um, to the uh, to the union thing, but it just doesn't seem to have picked up. And I think that there's probably more that can be done on this. But the EFL needs to push it, I suppose. They need to try because it's going to make their job easier than dealing with a club dropping out of the league, going out of business. I do think uh, they're quite a taboo thing, supporters trust, that clubs don't really like having too much to do with it. I'd yeah, be interested to you know people's views on it as well. You know, people, viewers and listeners. The other, thing that you've got is, the other thing you've got is clubs have, and I think Chris touched on this with Oldham, You've got so many different supporters groups who want and believe different things. Yeah. And they yeah. don't necessarily go, oh, we don't pull in the right direction of the supporters' trust. Yeah. And that's your issue. But I suppose, speaking on the, the union thing, the issues would, be, would remain the same. The issues that are going on at the club would be seen by everyone. It wouldn't be an opinion-based thing. Mm. It would be a case of... This is what has happened. You know, Lemsagam at Oldham has employed his family members to do jobs of professionals. This is where we are. We are going down. He has stripped us of this. These are facts and it has to remain factual. And I think at that stage, you then get the trusts of all the other clubs on side, knowing what's going on. They let their fans know, you know, there's a monthly update that goes out to everyone who wants to be a part mm-hmm. of it. And the word spreads because we don't need the clubs on board to do that. We don't need Oldham to, to, to say, yes, that's fine, because it's the fans that are doing it. We don't need Scunny. We don't need Bradford, Hartlepool, Crawley, whatever it may be. Because like I said, Crawley, that came out of absolutely nowhere. But you're not telling me, like the, the, the takeover, you're not telling me that someone in Crawley, from like didn't a fan's know. perspective, didn't know. Um, it would have been interesting if we'd have had that option to speak, I suppose. Um, but So it was... Um... Northampton v Exeter, or was that one each? <laughs> have we got that? Far? Have we got that far? Uh, given, honestly, we've yeah. gone down that this, far enough. Right, given this, we're going to be here till the, the season's going to be finished by the time we start, we finish recording this. Yeah, so Northampton drew with Exeter. Then Bristol Rovers. And do you know what? Game of the weekend. I thought the game of the weekend would have been Bradford beating Sutton because we spanked them. Bristol Rovers were 3 1 down against Rochdale, 3 1, and they won. In the 98th, was it 98? 95th. 95th, and then Coots gets sent off in the 98th. In the 98th, sorry, they yeah. won in the 95th minute and then had someone sent off in that. 95 minutes. I mean, but put it this way, they were losing in the 89th minute. 
Like they were they were two one they were three two down in the ninety eight in the eighty ninth minute. Sorry, they equalised and then they scored another in the the, the ninety fifth minute. Colin's oh. got a second half hat trick. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting, and it's a dream that I could only wish that uh, we were able to sort of see. But fingers you know, crossed. It's that sort of too. it's that sort of fighting mentality that could just see them absolutely smash Scunny at the weekend and see yeah. them go up automatically. Yeah, with Northampton just kind of sauntering along. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's over yet. Um, next game, Scunthorpe, Hartlepool. Grant, I know you didn't see it. Um, I watched. You it. did. You Probably did. Probably a good, good, a good, a good. Uh, well, good job you didn't really. It was. Rob. Grant, it was bad. You were, you were. There's, there's one example that just sticks out in my mind, which I think I told you about it. Bogle got the ball. Corner of the six-yard box, he had a defender between him and the keeper on the line, and he had Luke Molyneux stood seven yards to his right, open, unmarked, open goal if he passes it to him, and he just hits it straight forward into the defender. I mean, if you look at it, we had 23, 23 goal attempts and only five shots on goal. Yeah, it, it was bad. And your only goal came from a penalty. Yeah. Like, By the way, great to see Nicky Featherston back in the team again. I, by all accounts, everyone was saying he was just the best midfielder on the pitch. Yeah, he's not saying good. much, mate. To be yeah. fair, I think I think if I'd have been there, I'd have probably been second. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, the players are all on holiday. They're chilling out on Seaton Beach, looking out for that guy with the canoe. Yeah, well, Scunthorpe as well. Yeah, the canoe bloke. There's a new TV show about that as well. Anyone? By the way, they didn't film it in Seaton. They filmed it at the Headlands. So they filmed it at the wrong area, Hartlepool. Some bloke. Fake yeah. his own death in a canoe, Chris. Uh, yeah, I've heard about this. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it's it. Weird. It's weird. Um, Scunthorpe, I will say, they should be proud of that result. They played, they played a lot of youth players. Their goalkeeper, it was his debut, professional debut, I think. Right? Yeah. Um, outstanding for a professional debut against, you know, for a team that's dropping out of the football league. So Basically, they were just trialling their team for next week, uh, for next season. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard about Nuttall, basically. Uh, I watched it, mate. <laughs> yeah, I watched he, it. He has come out and made an apology to the fans. That for yeah. believe it or that. He's, yeah, give it. He, he, uh, he, he did some sign language. Yeah, he's he's some not he's not been language. the favourite player this season. Well, since January, yeah. since he joined. Let's just put it that way. Leave it that Let, way. Let's just, I mean, the only thing I will say is that the second his number came up to come off, they were booing him. So he reacted to the booing, and I don't ever agree with booing your own players off the pitch. I just, I just don't. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, they were booing him, and he, re- he reacted to it. And he, there's no excuse to it. But then I think at full time as well, doing the lap of honour, I think he were telling fans to meet him outside. Um, which so, <laughs> so, hey guys, Bradford talk best performance you, of the season. I want to hear right about this. Do you know what we had? We had. Uh, Two two goals disallowed as well for offside in yeah, the second half. We second uh, half. Vernon, yeah. Me. Vernon was quality. Vernon was Ver- Vernon was unplayable oh, on Saturday. It's got right to be one that you keep next season, doesn't he? Vernon. It doesn't Ma- sound Mark like Hughes, it's gonna happen. Ma- well, well, Mark Hughes has said last week on, on Thursday or Friday, in his oh it was Friday in his pre-game interview, he uh he said that they are working on 
deals for Vernon and Jamie Walker. They're two that he'd like to see stay. Now, I mentioned this to you guys on Sunday, I think. When I, yeah, I was on my way home um, about Dion Pereira because I was under the impression he'd signed quite a long deal with Luton. But when I you look into well. it, but yeah. I, you're right. I looked as well. I couldn't see anything on it. No, he signed an extension in August for this season. He's out of contract. Now, with Mark Hughes not even mentioning him, that says to me that... Because even if even if you were Mark Hughes, even if you knew you could not sign Dion Pereira in the summer, you would still say you would like to sign him if you knew he was a free agent, just because... To what His contract the expires looking at transfer market at the end of this month. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know whether there's been some talk there because he also tweeted out a picture of him in the Bradford kit with an arrow pointing to it and he said soon. So he's teasing something and I don't know what that is. Um, I, do you know what? It's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting to see these players that you know can make or break your season. And Dion Pereira... I'm sorry. As his loan contract expires the 31st of May, it's the his actual June, contract expires the 30th of June 2022, looking at transfer so, market. So he's got he's got until the end of the season. He's got until the end yeah. of June. Um, but Mark, surely Mark Hughes would mention him. You, he would say, I would like to see Dion Pereira at this club. Just to appease the fans more than anything, even if he knew he couldn't sign him, you'd still say it because you know he's out of contract. I don't know, it'd be interesting, but it's good to hear Vernon and Walker are two It's interesting to see where someone like Pereira sees himself, though, as well. And I think it will speak wonders for Bradford what he decides to do. Does he decide to stay at Bradford, stay under Hughes, or does he decide to go to a Wimbledon, a Gillingham, or go to a Salford or a Crawley? Do you know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see where his head goes. Or does he sign for a League One club? I think he's yeah. a more. I think he's a League One footballer. He's got. He's got a lot of. He's got a lot of options available to him, and he wouldn't be. I wouldn't blame him if he signed for a League One club. I think he's League One on the ball. I think he's League Two at finishing and passing. Mm. Um, aside from you see a few flashes of, of really really good moves, like when we played Hugh Grant at Hartlepool and he he touched he, he turned on the halfway line and just lofted through ball. Through oh yeah, yeah. things yeah. like that, incredible. If it but, wasn't for if it wasn't for Timmy Odessina, he would have had an absolute world yeah. day of a game against us. Like, and I think if he sorts that part of his game out and makes it more consistent, then yes, he's a League One player. But I think right now on the ball, ball at his feet, League One player, no doubt about it. But overall game, I think he probably is top half of League Two as it stands. Jimmy reminds we've... me of, of it reminds me a bit of a young. I say a young Luke James. Luke James is still really young. Um, yeah, he's just he's just been playing since he was like seventeen I, years old. Yeah, it was this like he's always been seen as the the promising player. And he still is seen as this twenty seven not... years old. <laughs> no, but I mean he's yeah, but he's been about for years and he's just Done. Fuck. Up. I love Luke, Luke James. Right? I think he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, but he's just done nothing for years. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, I think Pereira. Personally, I think he will stay because I. I think we've got. Hughes has said we have a. He's, he's sorted the contracts for next season in terms of who's staying within the club. And aside from Vernon, it sounds like which yeah that probably is a bit worrying, but. I think we've got a really good core of 
good players that have shown that they can play really well under Mark Hughes. And I think he may want to stay and build on that because he's never stayed and had that chance to to perform since he came back. He, he played for Watford two two games in two years um, and then went to America, came back. We're the only club he scored at as well, which, you know, he's he's not got that, that final ball yet. I think he'll stay with us. And if he stays with us, fantastic. It'll be incredible to pull something like that off. But we played today, Chris, we played Brentford B behind closed doors. And I think when I looked at it, the Brentford squad had a combined number of 13 first-team appearances in their careers. And that includes one player that I think had played eight times for Swindon. Um, And the team that played today, for me, when you look at it, was the team, aside from, I hope, Callum Cook and Levi Sutton, because they played... Aside from those two, I think the rest of the players that are gone, I think it was a shop window game. Why would you play that game? I don't understand why you would play a game of people that you're wanting to get rid of against Brentford. Unless we're looking at at bringing someone in from Brentford and it's part of seeing the players that were available. I still don't get it. It's a weird one. It is a very weird one on a Monday as well and and it was unannounced um, to just basically pull it out of nowhere, put it on YouTube. It's an odd Um, time to get a friendly. Yeah. But like we said, we've not got as long of a pre-season this time and players need to be gelling. And yeah, I think that there's a lot of players in that squad today that will be gone come the summer. Um, But I I hope Callum Cook is staying and I hope Levi Sutton is staying. I don't don't think Callum Cook is staying. Do you not think? No. Well, I hope he is. And I I hope Levi Sutton stays. But yeah, I mean, look, guys, it's... It's one of those things in it where you look at your players that are going into the end of the season. Who do you want to keep? Who do you who do you want to see leave? Grant, who who out of your team do you want to see leave? Who do you want um, to see gone? Who do I want to see gone? Regan Ogle. I don't think he's good enough. Um, uh, Marcus Carver. I don't think he's good enough. He can get gone. Um, yeah, there are two that come to mind straight away. What about Mr. Cottonwood in his ear? Is that Shelton? Do you know what? I think Shelton's a great player. I I really like Shelton. <laughs> um, between we had last last season, the start of this season, when you had Shelton, Featherston, and Hallhan <laughs> playing as a midfield three, they were very very solid. Yeah. Um, I think Shelton still has stuff to prove, and I think he'll be a squad player with us next season. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think Molyneux going to stay? I hope he does. I really yeah. hope he does. Um, he won Players Player of the Year, Fans Player of the Year and Goal of the Season with us the other day. <laughs> Last time we had a Fans Player of the Season, it was the, the one and only Resorts. Last season, and he buggered off to Mansfield. Mansfield Specials. Do you know what, though? If he goes to a club that's going to be competing at the very top end or he goes into League One, fair play to him. Um, he's, he's a young, promising player. I think he's still only 23. Um, he's got a big career in front of him. Um, Does that mean and I, don't I, think I, think I don't think we'll be competing at the top, top end next season. No. Do you think you'll be knocking on the door of the playoffs? I think we will be... Hope, I hope we'll be knocking on the door of the playoffs. 
I don't think we'll be in contention for automatic. I think we'll be yeah, knocking on the door of the playoffs. Well, I hope, I hope so. Do you know what? I, I do hope so. Um, I, I want us last... to be more competitive next season than we've been this season and build on what we've done this season. With yeah. the money that's came in from the cup runs, I am um, the money that we've got back from the young lad that Fulham shagged us for. Um, we need to spend money. We need to bring in players and sort out contracts. Yeah. If we can tie down Molyneux, if we can tie down Odessina, that is a start. Yeah. No, not, I, I agree. And you not just bring Luke James um, back. You mentioned goal of the season. Um Chris, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna end on, on this because we've gone we've gone quite far. But have you seen and this is just how petty we are as a football club, Grant, you'll love this. Our this fans voting on goal of the season are refusing to vote for Theo Robinson against Swindon, which is by far the goal of the season, just out of spite because they don't want to see Theo Robinson win an award at our first player of the season awards. And I just think that that is so petty. But <laughs> I would expect nothing well. It's, it's hilarious. quite funny as well. It's a le- Grant, you'll see him when you sign him in summer. You'll see next season. I really hope um, we don't. I really hope we don't <laughs> because then all I'll hear... Every weekend when I'm watching the Hartlepool game, is he's that lad who was really shit at Bradford. Yeah, that's Grant's missus, by the way. <laughs> See that Robinson? He's, he's the worst. He's the worst football player I've ever seen. <laughs> she did say that as well, didn't she? Oh, it's brilliant. But... She wasn't there to see um, the the home game at, for us at Bradford, so she's not seen Fondot play. She has not seen Fondot play. And by the uh, way, lower league look community, you've let me down. Ash is all to vote Fondop for Hartlepool's player of the season. He didn't do it. I voted him three times, mate, on different yeah, accounts. Yeah, I voted <laughs> him on different devices and everything. Yeah. Um, fair play. But guys, look, we're going to wrap up. Next week looks like it's not going to be the last episode, but... We've got playoff specials. Yeah, but it's going to be the last full episode, I suppose, where we touch on everyone next week, isn't it? It's... Touch, on, touch on! Hey! <laughs> Is that the, the first, first time? The first I, I, have done so I think you've done quite well, well today. I've done so well. And I've also... Do you know what? Fuck it. And on that point, right, we're going to wrap up because I'm not going to say any others. Guys, Grant, walk us out. I just pulled my wire. You all got to see my fridge. It's beautiful. Walk us out? Yeah. Just walk us out. Just yeah, Jamie. Jamie walk us out. Jamie, Jamie walk us out. That'd be news to hear if he was out next season, wouldn't it? Oh, well. Anyone. Anyway, guys. Guys. Thank you so, so much for listening. Listening. Once again, I can't speak. Oh, he's lost, it, Chris. He's lost it. I know I've lost it. I've been away for too long. Thank you very much for listening or watching it in. If you're listening on Spotify or watching this on Facebook or through Twitter. Whoever it is, he's doing it on Twitter. I don't watch on Twitter. I listen on Spotify. Um, don't forget, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Share the page to absolutely everyone that you want to share it to. Not that you want to, just fucking share it. Um, follow us on Twitter. Like us on Twitter. Retweet us. Quote tweet us and just say, watch this. Get it out to anyone. Start tagging Wag Me United in so we can get that lad on. I am to see us. Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. Rate is five out of five. Call is all wankers. I am um, just to really, really piss off Liam. Call him a cunt. I am. Um, that's just because he has to. Because <laughs> he has to bleep this bit now. <laughs> I'm not bleeping <Nice>. it, <laughs> guys. 
Thank you very much. Once again, we have been the Lower League Look. <laughs> Oh, you want to start the car now, yeah?